How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from The Gaming Observer, and welcome back to your daily news update for Tuesday, January the 2nd. No, that's February the 2nd. We're in a new month. I have got three stories for you here today, so let's jump in. First of all, we got to talk about Nintendo because they just reported on their quarter three financials, and they had some interesting tidbits. So all of this information is the consolidated results for the nine months that is ending December 2020. And I must say they had a strong nine months, hitting $13 billion American in revenue, which is up 37% year over year. And then they had an operating profit of $5 billion, which is up almost 100%. Okay, so now here's the interesting bit. The Nintendo Switch is now their fifth best-selling console in company history, having recently surpassed the 3DS by shipping 80 million lifetime units. Now, that means it's almost certainly going to surpass the Game Boy Advance, which has 81.5 million, and probably the Nintendo Wii by the end of the year at 101 million. So if I were to take a guess, this time next year, the Switch is going to become the fifth best-selling console of all time, which is quite wild. Looking at their games, Animal Crossing New Horizons has now shipped a total of 31 million units, which means they did 6 million copies since September, so Christmas did really well for that game. And that also makes it their second best-selling Switch game of all time, close behind Mario Kart 8, and the 15th best-selling video game across all publishers of all time at least of the games that we know. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, right? To have a game that is in the top 20 coming out last year. That's pretty dope. And then, of course, the the sales were bolstered by some other new releases last year, like Paper Mario and Super Mario 3D All-Stars. They both performed quite well for them. So yeah, just Nintendo is doing awesome. They're going to probably continue doing awesome. I'm looking forward to what they have in store. Google Stadia is officially shutting down their internal studios, which were developing games exclusively for the product. So this isn't Stadia as an entire product, just the companies that they had made to make games. They had two studios, one was in Montreal, the other in Los Angeles, and they had around 150 employees across them both. And unfortunately, they did not actually release any games before shutting them down. Now, Stadia is obviously still going to remain up as a streaming service, offering third-party titles, and perhaps some externally developed exclusives, which they've done before, but the future of that does kind of remain unclear at this point if they're going to keep doing it. Something else they're exploring is uh, looking at partnerships where other companies can use the Stadia technology in order to offer their own streaming services or streaming options instead of going through Stadia specifically. So that's another avenue they might be exploring. Anyway, this is a, I don't know, this is a shame, right? Like, Google has really struggled to find their footing with Stadia. Obviously, a lot of people have been making fun of it since the beginning. But hopefully, this is a step in the right direction for them, kind of refocusing. Even though, like, 150 people have to lose their job over this, which kind of just sucks. Hopefully, they'll find their niche, right? For the first time in a very long time, a Sony-developed game is going to be arriving on Xbox. So, MLB The Show has pretty much been the only baseball simulation game to hit the mainstream over the past decade, and it has lived exclusively on the PlayStation for basically the whole time. This April, MLB The Show 21 is going to arrive on the Xbox One and the Series X on top of the usual PlayStation consoles. The game itself is going to have cross-play, so you can play with your friends. It's also going to have cross-generation save compatibility. However, you're not going to get a free upgrade if you get it on last-gen and then upgrade to current-gen. So you'll need to buy it twice if you want it on both. 
However, if you buy the collector's edition, then they're going to give you both versions. It's a, it's a whole thing. This happens every time we get new generations. Anyway, I thought this was interesting. If you look at the cover of the game, it's really, really weird to see an Xbox case, but then a PlayStation logo slapped on the front of it. You should give it a look. It gave me a, a bit of a double take. Anyway, folks, that's the news for today. All the major stories, anyway. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow with the news as scheduled, every single Monday to Friday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. The TGO After Show. Welcome, welcome. So, something that I don't talk about a tremendous amount on this show is my job, my work. And, I mean, most of the time that's because it just isn't relevant, but it is slightly relevant because I work in the mobile gaming space, looking at data analytics, for the most part. And so, something that I was like really bad about, or well, still kind of am really bad about, is not actually playing any mobile games. Because if you saw the data that I saw, you would be amazed at the amount of money and just like playtime that gets put into some of these apps that you've never heard of. And so I've been trying to make like a recent effort to download some of those apps that are not in the common collective consciousness, I guess, and try them out. So for example, there's this whole category of games called merge games. If you play a lot of mobile games, you probably know what I'm talking about. But basically, in a merge game, there are items on like a, I guess you'll call it a checkerboard or a chessboard. And in a puzzle-like fashion, you combine them together in the most efficient way possible, and they merge together into bigger and better things. It's a very simple, simple concept. It's more like a matching game than anything. And then there's usually like some kind of idle mechanic to it where you match things and then you unlock things from the things that you match and then those things that you unlock will collect resources for you over time. It really hits that same market as like Candy Crush or 2048, right? Like the, the kind of games that a casual, very casual audience would play. You would be amazed at how much money gets put into developing games like that and how much money people spend on games like that. I downloaded one of the more popular ones. It's called Merge Dragons. And listen, I'm not going to say it's a bad game. It's obviously popular for a reason. I'm not going to crap on that party. But I'm also like, I don't get it. And not only do I not get it, but I don't get why people would spend money on this. Here's another one. Casino apps. If you've heard of this, then you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't heard of this, you're going to it's going to blow your mind. OK, there are casino slots apps and bingo and, uh, you know, poker and things like that. But slots are some of the more egregious ones where the entire point of the game is that you just click a button and the slots go and you have a chance of winning a prize from the slots. But the thing is, the app is never giving you money back. Like in a real casino, you pull the slot lever and you have a chance of winning some real money. But the slots apps aren't going to just give you money. And people will literally spend thousands of dollars to get virtual coins that they can put in their virtual slot machine, which never gives them any money back. It is, it is purely there to see high numbers. You win the jackpot, you get more coins to pull the lever again. My friends, I'm telling you that some of these apps make millions and millions of dollars a year on purely people spending money on the coins. That's not advertisements or anything like that. It's insane. I don't, like, it is such a, like, it's such, it's something we don't talk about very often. I guess it's not like a hardcore game, right? This isn't Hades- it's just a random casino game. And yet, people pump tons of money into it. Anyway, this after show has gone off track. I meant to talk about something completely different at the beginning, but whatever, that's where, what we're here for. 
be careful not to uh, feed your addiction into mobile apps, okay? Those things are literally designed to be addictive and to get money from you. Companies pump millions of dollars a year into making them as addictive as as possible. Try not to fall into it. Anyway, folks, that's going to do it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Until next time, farewell. (laughs) 